Cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Game on Wisconsin is brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Visit ArtecVentures.com for more info. What is up, Packers fans, and welcome back to the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin. It is Thursday. It is almost the end of another week which means we are one more day closer to another Green Bay Packers football game. And it has been one hell of a week here at Game on Wisconsin. On Wednesday alone, open book with Randall Cobb, followed by Lombardi's Bar with Kenny Clark. Of course, the Marquez Valdez-Scantling show on Tuesday. Just a star-studded lineup. And here we are. Ready for the Quick Slides podcast, a game on Wisconsin, and it's just me. It's just going to be me. And probably not going to be a very long one today, but uh, fortunately for the first time, I'm actually, you know, usually I want something to happen, so I have something to talk about. The last couple of weeks have been just chock full of topics from the OBJ stuff that was going on and all of these other players that were cut and this, the you know, the Stephon Gilmore thing. I mean, all kinds of different stuff, but it's it's kind of nice this week. It's just kind of regular. There's no Aaron Rodgers drama. There's no COVID drama. It's just the Packers trying to get healthy to play a game in Minnesota against the Vikings after the shutout win against Seattle this past weekend, which still feels so good. And I still have to chuckle. If you haven't seen Jamal Adams' Twitter page or his Instagram, he's got a picture pinned of himself getting the interception in the end zone and Sunday's game shortly before he mocked Aaron Rodgers' belt, which then led to the Seahawks scoring zero points and being embarrassed once again at Lambeau Field and proving that maybe Jamal Adams does not have a television or he doesn't own, he's lived under under a rock for the past 10 years because everybody who has mocked the belt has ended up either hurt or in a bad situation or losing a game or whatever. So, funny. Hilarious stuff, but that's typical Seahawks garble, and that's what we've come to expect from them. So what I thought I would do is kind of take a break from breaking down all the obvious and gushing all over the Packers defense, which they certainly deserve because they've been fantastic, or talking about how the offense can get back on track and all this other kind of stuff. Is I thought I would just do like a quick look at the rest of the schedule because as you think about it, it, it feels like there's quite a ways to go, and there is. The Packers have quite a few games left. But they're 10 games into their 17-game schedule already. So there's only seven games left. Eight weeks. There's a bye week, which the Packers are very grateful for. I can tell you that right now. In fact, on Wednesday, the Packers did a walkthrough. Instead of having a usual Wednesday practice, they did a walkthrough. Coach Matt LaFleur, Coach Matt LaFleur has probably given his players a break and realizing at this point of the season, hey, we got to take it easy. We've got to keep guys healthy and fresh. We've got a couple weeks till our bye week. And then I think after the bye, after they've had that rest and that extra week off, they can get back to a regular schedule and get into a grind and obviously hopefully prepare for the postseason, which is long, long ways off. But So the Packers, obviously, 
you know, they're on a one-game win streak after uh, losing to Kansas City two weeks ago. And they've got a they've got a very manageable schedule ahead of them. But I thought I would just take a look at the rest of the schedule and just give a few comments on each game. And would love to hear what everyone else has to say on Twitter. You can follow me. I'm at Jason Perrone, of course, as always. And you can uh, follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI and tweet us and let us know what your ideas are, your thoughts, and all that kind of stuff about the show. But so let's start with this Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm kind of doing this off the cuff here. I didn't write down a bunch of notes or. You know, all that other kind of stuff about the opponents. I think it's it's safe to say the Packers are securely in the driver's seat in the NFC North. And barring a colossal collapse over these last seven games, the Packers should absolutely win the division. Now, division championships are not the goal in Green Bay. Some other teams hang banners and get excited about that kind of stuff. The Packers don't. And I'm not saying that that gets them on the doorstep of greatness, but it is a step in that direction, no doubt. So this is still at Minnesota. The Vikings have not been great this season. They've, they've been a little average, but it's still a divisional game on the road, and this has always been a tough place to play, and this has always been a tough matchup for the Green Bay Packers. And last year, a team that went 13-3 and found their only divisional loss against these Minnesota Vikings in Green Bay. Earlier in the season, it was just a weird day. The weather wasn't great. It was windy. It was just kind of one of those weird days, and the Packers just could not get it done. And one of the reasons why was because the Vikings ran all over the Green Bay Packers. And when you look at the Packers' defense, they have been fantastic. They're one of the top five defenses in all of football. Joe Barry's got that group humming. Like I said, I was trying not to gush all over them, and now here I am doing it. But they can be run on. And that's the thing is the Packers stopped the pass very well, but they can be run on, and it's Dalvin Cook. It's still the Minnesota Vikings. So they're absolutely going to want to do that. Run the ball, control the clock, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. All the dangerous things that crushed Minnesota last year in the, in the opener, which was also in Minnesota, which was Devontae Adams going off for about 38,000 catches and a billion yards and thirty you know 55 touchdowns, is keep the Packers' offense off the field. So they do that by controlling the ball and controlling the clock, and the, the Vikings are actually absolutely going to try to establish the run. Now this year, the Packers go in knowing that. They've got a different defensive coordinator. You've got Devondre Campbell. You've got that stout front there. And amazingly enough, it sounds like Rashad Gary is going to brace up his elbow and have a chance to play. No ligament damage, no structural damage for Gary, which was great news after what looked like a really nasty injury against Seattle. He's going to be okay. And if Gary can't go this weekend, then it's Preston Smith and Jonathan Garvin. They, they elevated Tipa Galea from the practice squad. And you roll. You absolutely roll with it. Maybe you'll see a little bit of of Oren Burks. I had a chance to guest host Packaday, the Packaday podcast on Wednesday with my former Saturday co-host Mark Eckel. And he made a good point about Oren Burks. Possibly playing some on the outside for depth. Not for ideally not what you want. But as a depth option there is to, you know, to get somebody on the field that knows the defense. Not going to be very impactful. But... You could do worse than Oren Burks as well. He's actually played pretty well in his fourth season. So the Packers' defense is going to have their the hands full. They're going to have to pressure Kirk Cousins. I think they can do it. I think the defense is primed to have another good day. Minnesota does have a good offense. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, the usual suspects there. But the Packers are primed to do big things. They just keep churning out. Good performances against really good offenses, good quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins very capable, and so they're going to have their hands full. Offensively, Aaron Rodgers did not practice on Wednesday, still dealing with a toe injury. He rehabbed it. We don't know what the toe injury is. We don't know which toe it is. We don't know how it happened. 
We do know that Rodgers looked okay on Sunday this past week against Seattle. He definitely looked a little rusty. So we'd like to think that Rodgers is going to practice today, hopefully tomorrow, and then get ready to play on Sunday and be sharp. And the Minnesota defense still has a lot of good players on it, but obviously they're not doing a great job. They're not doing as great a job as they have in the past. They haven't been as impactful. And so that's obviously going to be their big key is how do we slow down Aaron Rodgers and this passing attack? Well, they're going to have to try to win at the point of attack here up front. And this is where teams have had some success. David Bakhtiari was not activated against Seattle. So it was much the same offensive line that we've seen. Royce Newman was out there at guard. Lucas Patrick at center. John Runyon Jr. Elton Jenkins at left tackle. Until David Bakhtiari gets activated and is back, they're going to have to use these guys that they've been rolling with who have had some struggles. And I think Minnesota is going to try to exploit that and take advantage of it as much as they can. So can the Packers offensive line win up front against the Vikings? Well, the Packers have done everything well this season except for special teams. So as long as Mason Crosby doesn't have to, to attempt a bunch of field goals, I think the, the Packers should, should probably fare okay in this one. But it starts up front. These are all the cliches. And in that game right there, I think that's what it's going to come down to between the Packers and the Vikings. And since that's the most upcoming game, I thought I'd break that one down a little bit more. As far as some of the key matchups there, I'm going to be really excited to see Eric Stokes and how well he can do against Justin Jefferson. Jefferson's turned out to be one of the better young receivers in the NFL. But it's still, you know, Eric Stokes played against really top-notch college competition when he was at Georgia. And Jefferson came from LSU. Stokes has played the likes of players like that before. So I'm really excited to see how he does. Did pretty well this past weekend against Tyler Lockett. Played well, kept up with that speed. And it's all about the footwork. Justin Jefferson has some speed, some footwork. Going to be really exciting to see, see that matchup. Can the Packers safeties help out and have another big game as they did against Seattle and Russell Wilson? Can they limit Kirk Cousins and the deep ball and hopefully... The Vikings didn't scout that too much, and they throw a bunch up there, and Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage come down with a couple of couple more picks. Now, no Aaron Jones in this game. A.J. Dillon's going to be running the rock on offense. So how much is that going to impact Green Bay's opportunities to run? Well, you're going to be you're going to have A.J. Dillon gnashing up against that Vikings defense. They're going to get worn down. I mean, usually it's like wait till they're tired and then hit them with A.J. Dillon late in the game. Well, they're going to get a, a big dose of Dillon right up front. And so it's going to be gnashing and uh, I know you don't pronounce the G in gnashing, <laughs> gnashing and, and tiring those guys out early on. And I think that's going to be a big, a big key for the Packers is try to wear down the Minnesota defense by the time they're. And you kind of maybe do what, what the old Packers teams way back in the 90s did, which was actually pass and then set up the run. They'd build up a lead, they'd pass, 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 West Coast offense, and then they would run the ball out and run the clock out. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you, you know, you take the opposite approach. You take the opposite approach of your run, run, run. You keep the score close because you know your defense is going to get stops. And then you turn the ball over to Aaron Rodgers and let him sling it around in the second half and hopefully open things up a little bit. Because Devontae Adams is open. If he's on the field, he's open. And Minnesota's uh, secondary, I don't think, can cover Devontae Adams very well. So... Looking forward to that game very much. I think the Packers are going to come away with a victory here. I don't know if it'll be an easy one, but I think the Packers get a win here. This is one where I think a lot 
thought it would be like, okay, they're not going to sweep the division. If they're going to lose a game, it's probably going to be at Minnesota. And I could very much see that happening. You got to take care of business and do what you need to do when everything is in front of you. But Green Bay's favored. I think they're two and a half point favorites at this point. And there's reason to be optimistic because their defense is just stopping the heck out of everybody and keeping it close. If that's the, if that's if all Aaron Rodgers and his his offense have to do is score three seven points to to get you ahead, I like Green Bay's chances of winning every single game. So that's that's Green Bay at at Minnesota. Then the following week, they come back home Thanksgiving weekend on Sunday and they'll host the Los Angeles Rams, who will be coming off their bye week. And also coming off of an embarrassing shellacking on Monday Night Football on the road to the San Francisco 49ers. That was a costly loss. It put it put the Rams back another game, a divisional loss. So they're really having to make up some ground if they want to be a top seed in the NFC. And it's going to be a big chance for them to do that if they can come into Green Bay and get a victory against the Packers. They'll be well rested. They're still going to be pissed off. But they're still going to be trying to figure some things out as well. Odell Beckham Jr. did suit up and play. Didn't play very much, wasn't very effective. Cooper Cup is still their dude, trying to figure out how to manage their offense without Robert Woods. And then you've got the defense, which is is playing fantastically. Von Miller looks rejuvenated. He's going to be a big part of that defense there. And, of course, you've got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, all of those guys up front, Leonard Floyd, that are going to be impactful and are going to have something to say about how that game goes. The, the Packers have to be ready for that one. Hopefully they get out of this Minnesota game relatively healthy because they've had guys dropping like flies and it's it was it was great to get a victory again. It was great to, to pitch a shutout and send Russell Wilson home uh, with his tail between his legs and all that good stuff. But the cost of the victory was so much that I found myself really muted in my happiness for the victory because I just wanted to know, okay, what's going on with these guys that left the game? Unfortunately, we learned Whitney Merciless will not be back with the Packers. His season is over. His has a torn bicep. But we did get good news on Aaron Jones. One to two weeks, no structural damage. That is very good news for this offense. And obviously, Rashawn Gary, a piece the Packers really cannot do without. If we still don't know what the situation is with Zadarius Smith, very important that Rashawn Gary's healthy and out there as well. So, going to need everybody against the Rams. Packers are going to need to score some points, make the Rams have to play catch up. Matthew Stafford has had a better season and it looks like he's finally on a team that can help him out defensively. He had weapons around him. Now Woods is out, so he's going to have to figure out how to coexist with OBJ and can work him into the offense and how's that going to go. But Matthew Stafford is still making some Matthew Stafford throws. You really you can take the guy out of Detroit, but you can't take the same play out of the quarterback. And so the big key is can Matthew Stafford go on the road? It's going to be cold. In an outdoor, outdoor situation, which he's used to playing in Green Bay in the cold. So he's done it before. It's no big deal for him, really. But is he going to be able to put together the kind of performance that the Rams are likely going to need in order to beat Green Bay on the road and steal a really, really big victory? Green Bay is likewise going to have to be ready for the Rams. And it's a chance, once again, it's a very secondary storyline. But it's Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay. They're familiar with each other. LaFleur got the better of Kyle Shanahan, one of his old coaching buddies earlier this season. So you've got the whole Shanahan-McVay-LaFleur connection there. So LaFleur gets a chance to complete the the double the double up there and take out Sean McVay the last time these teams saw each other was in the divisional round of the playoffs last year, and the Packers won at Lambeau Field 
as well. Aaron Donald was banged up in that game. Donald has had full strength in this one. And he's going to want to have something to say about his team's chances. They want the Packers to have to come their place to their place in January. And right now they've got a mountain to climb to get there. So it's Rams Packers Thanksgiving weekend. And then after that, the Packers really have their eyes on that bye week, the week off to get some guys healthy. This is where you start to look at, okay, where are we at here with bringing Bakhtiari back? You'd have to think David Bakhtiari, if he's not going to play against the Vikings or against the Rams, would absolutely be ready to go after the bye week. The Packers stay at home and they'll host the Chicago Bears. You would assume Bakhtiari is healthy for that game and he's going to play in that one. And why else? What else are you waiting for? If you're if you're not going to play David Bakhtiari, you might as well have left him on injured reserve if he's not going to play by that time. So David Bakhtiari, at the very latest, back for that home game against the Chicago Bears. You've also got Kingsley Kiki, who's recovering from a concussion. Hopefully he'll be able to return. He hasn't played in several weeks. It's starting to make me wonder, is his season over? Are they going to shut him down? That would be a big hit to the depth up front on the defensive line. But the Packers obviously have to do what they have to do to take care of of him, the player. And then we take inventory. I don't think they'll be ready to come back yet, but you take inventory as you're moving into December now, in the mid- middle of December. What's up with Zadarius Smith? Is he going to play or not? Does, do the Packers have that clarity? How far away is Jair Alexander? Alexander's been back at practice doing some stuff too. How close is he to a return? You're getting close at that point. So the Bears come to, to Green Bay to face the Packers. It's still the Bears. It's still a divisional game, but... This just does not seem like the season that Justin Fields is going to grow up in exponential numbers. He's going to make some great plays. He's going to improve, and he's going to grow. But I don't think he's going to grow enough in the next two weeks for the Bears to do enough to beat the Packers, especially the way Green Bay's defense is playing, and they've got a lot of pride. And it's they're not. this isn't a game that they want to fart away, for lack of a better term. They're not going to crap this one away. So the Packers have to win this game against the Bears. All of these... Divisional games mean so much. And every game means so much. But when you think about it, you've got, you know, three really big NFC and two out of three divisional games here that the Packers need to play well in. After the Bears, December 19th, the Packers finally get another noon game. They will travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens if it doesn't get flexed. So it's Packers at Ravens. In theory, it should be Aaron Rodgers. And Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. And the last time the Packers went to Baltimore was in 2013. And the Packers stole a victory. I think I think back then, I think that was the first time under John Harbaugh that the Ravens lost at home to an NFC opponent or something like that. So it was a long, long time ago. Different teams, obviously, but Aaron Rodgers is still there. And this is going to be a tough test for the Packers defense as good as they've been. Big mobile quarterback. They did pretty well against Russell Wilson, but Wilson was coming back off an injury and he wasn't totally 100% yet. Lamar Jackson is absolutely going to be 100% and looking to make a statement and try and get a big win. You know he's got some pride. He wants to get a, he wants to notch a win against Aaron Rodgers. And the Ravens are fighting for, for a playoff spot as well in the AFC. So the Packers are going to have a tough one there on the road in Baltimore. That one I can see, and I, I look at the schedule, I look at the rest of these games, and I think that's probably going to be the toughest one for the Packers to come out and win. I, I picked them not to win that game in the preseason show. And I'm still kind of feeling like I don't know. The, I think the Packers are going to be up against it in that, that week. And there's a lot of football to be played. we got three more games. We don't know what the injury situation is going to be. But I don't want to pick it based on that. I just think it's based on the matchup, being on the road, unfamiliar opponent. Packers did pretty good in Cincinnati. But 
can they do it again in Baltimore against a really tough Ravens team? If they do, and they and they somehow manage to win these last the last three games as well, I just the, the who's going to beat the Packers? Who's going to beat them? If Green Bay wins the next four games in a row, legitimately, I I don't I don't know. That's just that is a a very well oiled machine, and they are doing some amazing things. It's incredible. So Packers Ravens, and then you've got three games left. The Packers come home on Christmas Day. They host the Cleveland Browns. The Browns were supposed to be one of the AFC favorites to go deep into the playoffs. Some people had them going to the Super Bowl. Some people had them winning the Super Bowl. They have not done that. They have lost their wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. He is now a Ram. The Packers will have already played him. And the Browns come to Green Bay and Baker Mayfield to be his first time starting against the Packers. Now, the Browns are still a talented team. They're still a good team, but they just have underachieved this year. They have not done anywhere anything near what they were supposed to do after last year when they went on the road and they beat the Steelers in the playoffs. The Browns have just kind of been a dud this season. They have not been as good as expected, and you did have the rift there with Baker Mayfield and OBJ and all those other intangible things that have happened off the field. So this was looking like a really tough one, and it was one where I was like, man, I feel like that one's going to be a really big tipper and kind of like, you know, do the Packers finish strong or do they drop one? At home, is it going to be at this point right now? I think the Packers, with the home field advantage, really should come out a, a winner in this game. I don't think it's going to be easy by any stretch. I think Cleveland will throw everything they can at him. Kevin Stefanski, you know, from his days in Minnesota, familiar with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, going to give the Green Bay everything they could possibly get. But I think the Packers are, are the better team there. And I think it should be another we'll call it a christmas miracle it's not a miracle if you if you win a game you should <laughs> they're supposed to win but it's a it's an extra bonus christmas gift holiday gift for all of us out there as the packers hopefully take care of the browns and then you've got the home stretch two divisional games the vikings come to green bay january 2nd uh that's a night game and that is going to be and and the bears game is also a night game as well i should mention the Vikings and, and Packers will play a night game on January 2nd. Going to be chilly, very, very cold. At that point, the Packers are going to be gearing up to hopefully play another two games at Lambeau Field because they will have either locked up or are going to be fighting for that number one seed, then hope to get the wild card round off, host a, conference, a divisional championship game, and host another conference championship game. So the Packers will be gearing up to play in the cold and ready to do what they need to do. The Vikings will leave the confines of their indoor stadium in Minneapolis, and they will travel to Green Bay in Week 17 to face the Packers. And I think by then the Packers should take care of what they need to take care of there as the home team. Now, a lot to be said and done between now and that game, but I do think that the Packers should win that one. And so out of all these games here, there's really only one. This is the Ravens game is the only one that really worried me because in the final game of the season, the Packers will face the Lions. And the Lions at that point may have marching orders that uh, they want to secure that number one overall pick. And winning too many games is not going to be good. They've tied. They haven't won yet. They tied the Steelers this past weekend. Couldn't pull out a victory. And if they haven't done it by then, they sure as heck are not going to do it. And we could even see if the Packers already have the one seed locked up, which is I think is hard to do. I think you have to play it out. I, I, I don't know if the one seed's been locked up before the last game of the season any time in recent history, but the Packers probably, if, if that's the case, you would expect to see Jordan Love start that game against the Lions, and I still think the Packers' chances of winning are big. And I, in fact, I would love to see the young man get a victory as a quarterback 
for the Green Bay Packers because we just don't know what the future is going to hold after this year. And Love's been through a lot, and he, he played as hard, as hard as he could against the Chiefs, just couldn't pull it out, didn't, didn't get enough points, and we may get a chance to see Jordan Love. Otherwise, it's Aaron Rodgers, and he goes into Detroit and breaks the heart of whichever, however many Lions fans are still in the building. It sounds like there haven't been very many fans there, and it's been a kind of a, a dud as far as the attendance goes. And I think that might've just been Halloween weekend because it was Halloween and families are like, hey, I'd rather be out trick-or-treating with my kids than watching the Lions get their butts kicked. But the Lions fans really not as faithful this season. So it's a it's a little bit of an easier draw for the Packers to end the season there. And they've legitimately got a chance. I mean, man, if they run the table, which I think is going to be really hard to do, 15-2, and two, what an incredible season that is. After two 13-3s, and they come out and pull 15 and 2 that would be that would be amazing but even 14 and 3 uh, you know I, I guess you're okay there 13 and 4 still not bad but you don't want to you know you don't want to lose two of these last games and, and slip in the in the standings and have to go on the road in the playoffs so hopefully the packers have a solid plan for what they're going to do in these games but so at vikings this sunday home against the rams home against the bears uh at Baltimore, host the Browns on Christmas, home against the Vikings, and at Detroit. That is the rest of your Packers schedule in 2021. And we'll see what happens and how everybody does and how everybody fares at that point. So a little bit of a fun conversation, a little departure from some Packers news and some recent stuff and and all of that. And hopefully we have some good things to talk about. The Quick Slants podcast will be back, of course, on Monday, breaking down the Packers and Vikings game on Sunday. Hopefully everybody comes out healthy and happy. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Quick Slants podcast. Again, if you did not check out the Marcos Valdez-Scantling show, open book, Lombardi's Bar, get back out over to our YouTube page, subscribe, check out those shows. Randall Cobb on open book, Kenny Clark on Lombardi's Bar. Great conversations, great time with those guys. They did a really, really good job of those conversations, and we are just bringing in all the Packers celebs. Hope everybody got their Packers stock. If you didn't, that's okay, too. A lot of fun stuff going on in Green Bay, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. As always, stay safe and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 